1: This is a Web Canopy Studio production.
3: the gloves with john scott not tim warsberger i promised on monday i would get an interview but i did not do anything i apologize you have no idea how busy i am it is insane just the level of work and moving and planning and stuff that is going into my life right now and i literally literally have hours sleep every night like I was out painting all night last night until 11 I was up at 2 30 in the morning not even kidding 2 30 in the morning so I am just burning the candle at both ends and I just I just don't have time to text those guys and set up an interview and you know just coordinate all that stuff because hockey guys are very 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 difficult to pin down and I assume most athletes are hard to pin down but it's just like I don't know I just don't enjoy like oh could you have a free second here, Max? Can I, can I get you in here? This and this and that. So I just didn't want to go through that. So we're going to do another throwback. And this one is actually my favorite and I'm sure it's not everyone's favorite, but I love it because it's my family and my kids and nobody else. It was just a kind of impromptu episode. We were doing a family vacation. We were out in Scandinavia, so we we started in Stockholm, Sweden, because that's where my wife's brother works. He works for Spotify, which incidentally we almost like. Spotify almost signed us, but we didn't sign with Spotify just because we looked at the the company and it was just massive, and we wanted Blue Wire because Blue Wire was a smaller, up and coming company. They were going to focus on sports. They were going to really give us the type of treatment we wanted. And we we're getting that. So, anyways, good decision in hindsight, and um. So we were in Stockholm visiting my brother-in-law who works for Spotify, and we were touring around. We spent six days in Stockholm, and I, listen, I played with a bunch of Swedes, a lot. And all they would talk about is how great Sweden was. It's the best country in the world, Stockholm. Oh my goodness, there's so many parties in the summer. It's great. The girls, everything, the bars, the nightlife, the restaurants, the, everything's so great. I I didn't like it. I thought it was just a very strange country. People looked at me like I had three heads when I would walk around with my kids. And I I don't know if that's because I was very tall. they would never seen somebody so tall. But I don't think so because people in Scandinavia are very tall. So I just think in that country, people don't have a lot of kids. They have their one, maybe two kids, and that's it. And then they just call it quits. And they're done for the day, but not me, baby. I like me some kids. As you guys know, I got six now, but when we went over there, I only had five and we would get on the train. We would get on the bus. We got a Metro pass. It was just the easiest way to travel around because it's a big city. I didn't want to rent a van. And so people would stare at us like, look at these freaks. Like we were, I felt like I was in a circus And it was just really strange. And so I didn't care for that. I didn't, I just didn't really care for just their society in general. Everyone was very cold and not welcoming and just kind of, I don't know, like Ivan Drago. You know what I mean? I don't know. But he he was from Russia or Soviet, so that's a bad analogy too. I I don't want to bag on it too much. It was beautiful. The scenery was unbelievable. The buildings were very, very pretty. Like it was a cool city to go to. But maybe I was just going expecting something different. And mind you, the guys I talked to were like the Douglas Murray's, the Victor Stahlberg's, the uh, Nicholas Jalmersons, Those guys, they're, they were they're single and ready to mingle when, we, when they were living in Stockholm. So maybe a family dad of five isn't the right type of person to visit Stockholm. So who knows? But anyways, back to the topic. I was um, I was on vacation with my family. I was like, man, I got to do an episode. This is really fun, and I couldn't really get anybody else on board, and so I just said, you know what? Let's do it. We were in Norway at the time. We rented this cool little house on the base of a fjord, and um, we just kind of did an impromptu podcast. It was, I think, after dinner, the girls and I and uh, my wife sat down at the dinner table. We had the fire roaring, and we just started to talk, and we had no plans. Other than I I just wanted to ask them about what they like about being kids to a hockey dad and what they don't like and what do they think hockey is and just kind of see where the conversation went. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was going to be a terrible, terrible podcast and it was going to last like five minutes. But it ended up being a really, really neat kind of episode where I got to see how my kids saw me and saw hockey and saw going to the rink and what their favorite parts were and this and that. So. I'm sure those of you with kids can relate. And I know it, it's at a different scale where when my kids would go to the game, it was like a whole big show and uh, the glitz and the glamour and all this fun stuff. But your kids come and watch you at the, the men's league on whatever night you play. And I'm sure it's the same kind of thing where they go and they like, Oh my gosh, my dad's out there. This is unbelievable. So I don't know. Check it out. I don't think we'll do too many more of these rerun episodes. We're kind of, I think it's ran its course. Maybe we'll do a few more here and there, but, Now that we're getting closer to hockey, Batman has talked about um, getting back to play, what that looks like, and the players are probably going to start maybe making their way back to their respective cities. And they've talked about a bubble. they talked about different regions. They've talked about different ideas. So we'll we'll have to throw that idea around and uh, chomp on that a little bit, maybe the next few episodes. So anyways, with that being said, I hope you all enjoy the rerun. This was episode 22. I believe it was March 5th. 2018 or 2019? I'm not entirely sure. One of those, probably 2019. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you guys on Friday with Tim. I know you miss him. I've been listening. I've been reading the the reviews, to all the five star reviews. My goodness, I feel like we're getting so many five star reviews. It's so huge. We're so huge. But I know I miss Tim too, everybody. I know he makes the podcast immensely better. But bear with me. Listen to this one. It's going to be me, me and my beautiful wife and all my kids, Ava, Gabriella, Sto, Sophia, and Lillian. I don't think Lillian was talking at this age, so maybe, you know, she's just cooing in the background. But, anyways, I hope everyone's doing well and we will talk to you soon. Cheers. One, two, three,
0: Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. The lack of quality candidates for jobs is remarkable, especially with these kids going through university thinking they're the cat's meow. They think they know better than anybody. It's important to have a company to help you find that candidate. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world. Because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. Football is back in full swing, and the Bills are seven and two. Tim, can you believe that? It's the Pats' records right now. What are the, what are they? Two and six. They're horrendous. But football is back, and you might not be at any of the games. Hopefully, not in the Pats' games. You might barf if you see it. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this series. Win this season, excuse me, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to BetOnline today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's blue wire, all one word, BetOnline, your online sports book experts. One, two... Dropping the gloves, dropping
2: the gloves, dropping the gloves, John Scott. The I know about hockey is that mm. everyone play, lots of men play hockey, even girls.
0: Even girls, and girls play hockey too.
2: Yeah, I know about that, Dad. Now... I don't know anything about except the They have soap gates and, and the puck goes sliding And Ava does not like one thing. The puck goes flying into a grass and the men bonking to a grass. And Ava does not like
0: that. Ava does not like the body checking. I was never a body checker, so that's good. I was the goal scorer, Ava. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to a a Dropping the Gloves on location in Norway. I'm sitting here with my beautiful wife, Danielle, and my beautiful girls, Ava and Gabriella. Say hello, everybody. Hello. We have been on a Scandinavian adventure for the last five days, I think. Four or five days? I can't remember when we got here, but we just got into Norway. What's the place called again? Ar- Arland? Arland. A-U-R land, yeah. We just drove into Ireland this afternoon. We were lucky enough to find an unbelievable house on the base of a fjord. Ireland's fjord, I believe. Ireland's fjord, my wife says. So we just got in early this evening, and we packed everyone up. We got the twins down. We got the baby down, and now the big girls and Danielle and I are sitting at the table. And I figured what better way to cap off the night than to little podcast so here we are i'll do uh i thought it'd be fun to recap the trip now that i have the big girls who can talk about it they're the first time on the podcast they're very say hello gabriella
2: hello
0: Ava. hello and i'm very excited to be on the podcast so um it was a pretty good trip we flew out of chicago there was no real hiccups on the way down it was a tough time finding a parking spot would, what's that?
2: I didn't have hiccups.
0: Well, the hiccup is a little bit of trouble where you have an issue. You actually did have a hiccup, Gabriella.
2: <laughs>
0: she's pretending to hiccup now. Great. But no, the the only part was trying to find parking in Chicago. We did one of these park-and-flies and how far away did we park from the bus, you guys? A long, long way A long way away. And I dropped Danielle and the little girls off at the airport with all the bags. And me and... Ava and Gabriela had to lug three car seats probably a good mile and a half to the bus depot from the car. And it was un—it was like crazy how far we had to park to get to that bus depot. And we're paying $17 a day for this parking spot, mind you. We're not just parking there for free. So it's going to end up costing me two, $300 to park there. And it was really, really inconvenient. But anyways, the flight was pretty good. The only issue was, Ava, how were the shows on the flight?
2: They were all in a different language.
0: So that was a big issue. I thought we could get on the plane, and it was an eight-hour flight. We could have some food. We could watch a show, and then we could put all the kids to sleep. It did not go according to plan because the food really wasn't what the kids would eat. It was like a beef stroganoff, fish, fish and some other vegetable concoction that I wasn't sure what it was. And so we had a, a minor mutiny on our hands with the food, but luckily we packed some snacks and then all the shows, there was only, how many were in English? Um,
2: like, all the movies were in English, but not the
0: TV shows. Yeah, and we don't really let our kids watch too many movies, so there was really, I think only one movie you guys could watch, and it was that Yeti movie that, in the snow? Mm, Smallfoot. Smallfoot. So they must have watched that probably five times. <laughs> um, I watched it one time,
2: and then I watched Christopher Robin.
0: Christopher Robin, okay. So did we you
2: like movie, Christopher
0: Robin. How did you like that?
2: Good. Mm. It was good. Kinda.
0: But the flight went as good as expected. Lillian freaked out and fussed and mauled us for a good four hours. But other than that, the twins were their usual fun, happy-go-lucky, crazy selves. There was some moments here and there, but it wasn't too bad. We got to Stockholm in one piece. We didn't lose any luggage. Stroller got broken, which was a huge issue. But other than that, what do you think?
1: We kind of expect that. I mean, that always happens.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Every time we go somewhere, the stroller somehow breaks. Whether a wheel is broke, uh, one of the attachments on the car seat is broke, Gabrielle is eating salt beside me. That's disgusting. Don't do that. But anyways, it's probably super boring for everybody else. Um, We got to Stockholm. It was great. We bought a bunch of bus passes. We saw Daniel's brother, Ryan, and his wife, Marina, and their daughter, Alina. Alina. And it was cool to see some family. He showed us around town, and it really... I had never been to Stockholm. Neither has anybody in my family, and it was very overwhelming. No, what's what's the not? What's the word I'm looking for? It was a surprise of how nice it was. I didn't really expect much, but it was a nice little city. It was um, the transit system was great, and I really left Stockholm in a really good mood. I was like, well, "We had a great trip." What's that, Ava?
2: There was no cars for us to drive and we had to go and we had to go by train and bus and boat.
0: How was that? Train, bus, boat.
2: I like the train better than the boat and the bus. The train the boat was very tippy.
0: Was there any issues <laughs> with the train the bus or the boat?
2: Yes. Um, yes. The train we had to switch seats like about a hundred times. <laughs> <And> <laughs> because what, we wanted to.
0: And what about it, Gabrielle? How to go? It
2: um and I and I had a and sometimes we had to sit next to people.
0: <laughs> oh, that is terrible. We have
2: some um, sitting next to people.
0: Oh, the, the, that's a tough, tough life. Oh, boy.
1: See, mom and dad really enjoyed the trains. We liked that.
0: Yeah, it was a fun experience. We don't get to do that very often. It was just neat to kind of lug all the kids around. The looks we were getting were unbelievable. Okay. One time, I was walking behind everyone and we had a kid sleeping in the bottom of the stroller, a kid sleeping on the chair in the stroller and two other kids walking beside him. And the looks people were giving you were just unbelievable. I don't think people in Sweden have as many kids as we have. So it was just kind of comical to see the looks after they had passed you and like the comments they would make each other, like they'd, in Swedish talk, blah, 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 but they were like laughing, giving with strange looks. It was just really funny. I
1: didn't see anybody with more than two children.
0: Yeah, it's a different lifestyle over here. I don't think people really have big, big families. And yeah, it, it, it's, it's funny. I loved having the big family. It was fun to lug everybody around. And it's cool to get those dirty looks or strange looks or weird looks. I just think it's like, you know what? This is my family.
1: Well, the twins were like melting hearts on the... The subway.
0: The twins were melting hearts. They talked to everybody. <laughs> Sophia struck up a conversation with one guy. Oh, "Are you having fun riding the train?" And just like randomly, and like, "Wow, oh, I gotta go. I'll see you tomorrow."
1: I'll meet you here
0: tomorrow. <laughs> it was really cute. But, anyways, we uh, we got through Stockholm yesterday. I picked up the car, and this was sort of an adventure. I had to drive or take the transit an hour south to pick up this van because there wasn't many big vans in town. And the major issue was it was a manual van, and I am not very good at driving a manual vehicle, so I was nervous heading down there. The last time I drove manual was, I I think I've told this story before on the podcast, I can't remember, but in Buffalo, the owner would get all the guys. When we would go to Florida, he would invite everybody to his house, and it just so happened this time we had our fathers with us. It was a father's trip where they fly the fathers in, they ride in the private plane, they get the whole, like, just the whole experience of what it is to be a player they come to the meetings they go to practice blah, blah blah anyways so we were at the owner's house and out of the blue he just said hey how about tomorrow i um round up my cars and we go to the drag strip and we drag race my cars and everybody was obviously gung-ho for that so the next day we go to this he rented out a private drag strip in florida he gets all his cars out there i'm sure i've told this before this is such a great story And so all the dads are racing down with like Vipers and Ferraris and Camaros and Corvettes and all these like fancy cars. And everybody was betting who was going to have the best time. And for some reason, everyone thought I was this professional race car driver. And I called John's going to win for sure. And I was I found out about this. So I was a little nervous getting in the car.
1: Professional
0: race car driver or just likes to skate? I liked well, both. They, they thought I was going to win. I don't know why they thought that. I have no idea. And so um, I get in this souped-up Camaro, and uh, I'm not familiar with Camaros. It was a manual. It was one of the, like, a limited edition with, like, souped-up, like, everything. I don't know, the, all the bells and whistles you can imagine. So I jump in it. I had driven manual once or twice in college, On my friend's Jeep, which was a five speed and top speed was probably 70 miles an hour. And that's my total experience with a manual car. So I'm in the cockpit. I shouldn't say cockpit, it's not a rocket ship. In the driver's seat, ready to go. We go up to the line, it goes beep, 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 green. And I pin it. I'm in first and I switch to second and I'm going to third and then I panic for some reason I'm trying to go third fourth fifth I don't know what I'm doing and and once you kind of panic you just are all over the map if you've never done it before there's no like fail safe where I've done this a million times I know exactly where to go so I start throwing the shifting knob everywhere and accidentally I threw it into reverse and the whole car it's like when you're the whole car was like a human. It was like, Ugh! no, 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 don't do this. And it was just like, what are you doing? And I could just feel the car just like, Ugh! and we just like a huge shake and shimmy. And I'm like, whoa. And I, I threw it back into third and I just glided into the finish line. And I took it back into the where all the cars were in like second second gear. So I was barely going 20 miles an hour and smoke was coming out of the engine. I got out, and everyone was like, yeah, you were halfway down the track, and then all of a sudden your reverse lights went on, and we didn't know what <laughs> happened. And I was like, oh, I don't know what happened either. I thought it went pretty well. <laughs> and so um, that was my experience with manual. Uh, this is my first time driving manual since then. So I find the van. um, I'm nervous. I jump in, and... I was doing pretty well. I was you know, it was an easy drive. It was straight highway from the place to Stockholm. I get into Stockholm and I was you know, it's it's hard when you're driving manual cuz I'm trying to look at my phone with the maps and I'm trying to shift gears and so I'm coming into Stockholm, I'm trying to shift down, which is the hardest part of driving in manual, and there's like a fork in the road, left to right, left to right, left to right, left to right. I'm trying to figure out where to go. I'm like, left. And I'm driving like, oh, I should have went right. This tunnel takes me all the way to downtown Stockholm where I should have gotten off like five minutes earlier. And I'm so I'm downtown Stockholm. I have no idea where to go. My phone doesn't pick up where I am because I don't have um, international roaming because I'm super thrifty and I don't want to pay for it. So I'm trying to, like, figure out where to go. I'm like, okay, I need to get off this island and go to Stan and back to sodermalm I'm like, what do I do? And I'm, like, stalling in the middle of the road because I'm panicking. And I end up going to where the buses are only allowed to go. And I'm, in, like, in the buses lane. The buses are honking at me. So, anyways, long story short, it took me a little bit of time to get out of Stockholm. I finally made it to the house. And I've been driving like a champ ever since. What do you think?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah? Not bad?
1: I'm really impressed. Up and down these. These mountains with the hairpin turns, I'm
0: pretty sure. Yeah, the mountains are actually, when we left Stockholm, we went to Oslo, and Oslo was actually, we were just going to do the night there and kind of in and out and not really explore Oslo, but we drove in, and I. what did you guys think of Oslo when you were driving in? It
2: was really fun. It was very I liked it, and it was very summery, and I also wanted to go walk Climate on walked in Oslo. Um, All right. Thank you, Gabrielle. <laughs> uh, the, uh,
1: the buildings and the architecture is just beautiful, and um, just like a busy, bustling, thriving city. People seem to be like going out. People in Stockholm, it just seemed, I don't know where, if it was just where we were at, just a lot of people just working, like just very kind of. Busy. Socialist country. Yeah, I don't know. what I just felt like in Oslo, there were just people like for recreation just out and about, just all over the
2: place.
0: Yeah, I don't know if we caught them on a, a Thursday night or what it yeah. was, but yeah, it seemed like they were a little bit more social, happy, lively. Stockholm was a little more go, go, go. yeah. You are correct in that. But yeah, so we came into Oslo, we were just going to stop in and out real quick, but our place was right across the street from this great grocery store. The kids went and got a bunch of fruit. I went next door and got a great falafel and like or a kebab. A kebab it was unbelievable. Yeah. And then the next morning we woke up, we went to that grocery store again. I went and got some coffees for It, it was like a We were only there for probably 14 hours, but yeah, it was awesome. City. Yeah, it was so cool. I would definitely go back. I thought it was honestly not going to be that great. But again, I was really impressed by uh, Oslo. So after that, we packed up. We got in the car right away and we drove to Ireland. Uh, Gaul. Gaul and stopped there for lunch. Then it's like a little cool ski town. Yeah, beautiful. And I don't get impressed by... I've seen a lot in my life. We've, we've driven all over the country, Canada and the United States. We've driven all over other countries and... I tell you what, if you get, ever get a chance to go for a drive, drive from Oslo to Bergen, because it, it is one of the most breathtaking, beautiful drives I've ever had in my whole life. Yeah. Like, it was so cool that you're in like the valleys of all these mountains. And it's just neat how it's just like. There's moss on all the rocks because it's, like, warm and wet. But then it's, like, you can see the ice tips on the mountains. And you go through these mountains. They tunnel through all the mountains. There was one 25 kilometers we went through a mountain in a tunnel. It was unreal. I'm trying to explain it to the kids when we're going through. I'm like, this is super cool. And they're like, yeah, yeah. When's the purple light's going to come on again? That's all we want to (laughs) see. So it was just something really, really cool. I I don't want to, like, brag about it, but it was just – It was really cool.
1: The ski towns, too, were really interesting. It was nice to see a ski town that looked like a ski town and not just a manufactured, like, Vail ski village. Like, it's a real ski village with homes and buildings, and they all have that look about them, and they're there naturally. It's not just like some architect just built it all up.
0: Yeah, people actually build the places to ski, Yeah, and the places there are to facilitate the skiers, whereas in Vail... It's just like, how do we make as much money? Or
1: all of the the ski villages in the U.S., all of them are like that.
0: Yeah, they've gone. It's, yeah, it's it's a little bit different.
1: Yeah, they're just more commercialized.
0: The vibe here is... Just
1: authentic. We're moving to Norway. That's
0: what she's saying. But, yeah, it got me thinking. Me and Danielle were just chatting Uh on the drive. It's like how funny our vacations have changed over the years when... When it was just us two, and then maybe Ava came along, our vacations were a little bit more extravagant, and we would just kind of lay on the beach and just do nothing and indulge. And how even if we did one of those vacations now, it wouldn't even be that fun. I I do love a beach and a hammock and a and a six pack. Don't get me wrong, but I enjoy like the adventure now and like packing up and like I just think it's really fun to go on these cool little road trips and drag everyone along. And
1: don't you think, Ava? The Griswolds.
0: Yeah, the Griswold family—that's what we've, I've been saying that the whole time. The Griswold family vacation. But anyway, so we're halfway through our trip. We're gonna do Norway for the next five days, and then we're going to stop in Gothenburg and then finish in Copenhagen for three or four days, I think. Mm-hmm. So I will update you guys after this. What do you want to say, guys?
2: You are not dragging me.
0: I'm not dragging <laughs> her physically. <laughs> <laughs> distinguished distinguish that clarify that right now yes I've never dra- I did drag you off the escalator when you fell over oh yeah Don't so we were going up the escalator and in Sweden the people stand on one side and they walk on the other side not just Sweden everywhere everywhere and so Ava's standing on the left side and I'm trying I have the stroller in my hand and I, pro- I have- probably have three kids on me and Ava's just standing where the people are walking and I'm like Ava get over Ava get over Ava get over Ava get over and she's just like a space cadet not even looking at me <laughs> So finally she tries to get over but keeps balking into people because the people are literally going up, walking around her and going up. And I'm like, "Ava, hey, get over. And she's like, "Do, do, do." So we get to the top and she trips on the end of the escalator. And people are stepping over starting, her. Right? And so I have a kid in my hand, a stroller. I barehand grab her jacket and lift it over my head. I, like, place her on one of the walls beside me, like, do you see why you don't go over there? I'm like looking her right in the eye. She's like, I love her with me. I'm like, do you see why we don't do that anymore? And you listen to mom and dad. Was I in a good mood, Ava?
1: She's just crying. Yeah.
0: I don't think you were crying. You were just oh, in shock. Yeah. Oh, it was not a good moment for Ava. Right, Ava? Would you like to elaborate? Uh, what does that mean? Would you like to talk about it more?
2: No, thanks. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, Gabriella.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: Dad? I liked it. It's a good natural consequence.
2: Very good natural consequence. You will yeah, do that again. better
0: obey I your parents.
2: My just on your what did you dad.
0: like to say, Gabriela? I'm
2: okay. down. <laughs> Why do we? And it was a great lesson, but and also Sweden can be a little busy and you guys should see how, um, how pretty the King Queen's palace can be it's kind of pretty because um you keep all the place down in a brick place kind of underground and, and that's called the treasury and in Bathroom they keep all the jewels and like the swords and like all the crowns and the wands
0: that's yeah I forgot about that we went one of the big things I wanted to see and show the girls they do the changing of the guard at the palace so they do it twice a week in the winter and fall months and spring months so we, we managed to catch one of the changing of the guards and then we went and saw the treasury underneath the palace and it was really really cool and then we went and saw all the like the apartments where the kings and queens and princesses used to live and the girls really liked that because you got to see crowns and big tiaras and swords Alina and,
2: came with
0: us. and their cousin Alina came with them it was a really fun time so Gabriella loved that right Gabriella?
2: And also we went to this boat museum and it was about this boat that sunk that was in bay and it was a long time and like... Sweden and they yes. built this, like big boat and it, they wanted it to be so fancy and they put it too much on it and when they got on it, when uh, lots of men were on it and then got well, mm-hmm. like when they put it the out in the water, it started to sink and then finally it sunk under water. and then it was under for hundreds of years, years and years and then finally they they took. They got pieces of pieces out of the water, and they, like, cleaned it up, put it back to devil, and then they have it it's in the, right in the front of the museum.
0: It was really cool. It's called the Vasa Museum, and it's this old ship that they commissioned to be, like, the king's transport. It was the most heavily armored ship of its time. It was, like, so um, advanced techn- technological-wise. Like, everything was great, but they forgot to take into account all the weight they were going to put on the top of the ship. And so they launched it into the harbor and all of a sudden it listed to one side because they didn't have the right ballast in the bottom of the boat. Back in those days, they used to put stones in the bottom of the boat to kind of even out the weight from the bottom to the top. And they did not have enough ballast in the bottom of the boat. So right away, it listed to one side and it immediately started taking on water. And it was just like, I, I don't know what it would be in this days, but I'm guessing it would be like a billion-dollar yacht, I would imagine, and it just sank within a matter of 15 minutes of being in the water, and it was just, like, crazy. And it was preserved in the silt underneath the canal in Sweden, and they lifted it up in the 1960s, and now it's, like, this unreal museum that we got to go see, and the girls learned about all that and how people lived back in the 1600s. It was a really cool cool museum. Ava, yes?
2: Somebody got trapped under a cannon.
0: Yeah, the, somebody died and got trapped under a cannon. They found the bones. It was very... uh <laughs> Very exciting. Very exciting trip. So that was Sweden in a nutshell. Yes, Gabriel?
2: And also, we one of four of the boats sung, they only found one. Someone only grabbed one gold ring.
0: Yeah, there was only one piece of gold they found, and they think it was from one of the princes or somebody important on the boat. When they were escaping, they dropped their ring. Or maybe they died with the ring on their finger. They don't know, but they found the ring of somebody important that was gold, and that was the only gold they found. So they must have taken all the gold off with them before they went down. But anyway, so that's enough of our trip. I hope uh, the second half is better than the first half. Ava just remind me. She's like, talk about hockey, Dad. So Gabriela, what do you know about hockey? I
2: um, I don't know anything about hockey, and I. But one thing I know about hockey is that mm-hmm. everyone play, Lots of men play hockey, even girls.
0: Even girls and girls play hockey too.
2: Yeah, I know that, Dad. Now. I don't know anything about except they have soaked gates and the puck goes sliding in. And Ava does not like one thing. The puck goes flying into the grass and the men bonking through the grass and Ava does not like that.
0: Ava does not like the body checking. I was never a body checker, so that's good. I was the goal scorer, Ava. <laughs> But anyway, so I've been kind of, I've been keeping up with the the hockey lingo and I've actually it's interesting this time of year because the playoffs are only a couple of weeks away and it, it was just mowing down on boards right now. <laughs> but it's it's interesting this time of year. I it's it's funny. There's really only a couple races to be had. The 8th seed in the West is something I'm keeping my eye on because it's just such an interesting race. For some reason, I don't know if you guys caught this, the coach of the Minnesota Wild, a few weeks back, maybe even three weeks ago, he said, Oh yeah, we're gonna make the playoffs for sure. I think it was Bruce Boudreaux. And he came out in the media. He's like, Oh yeah, no, we're 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 gonna make the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. It's just a matter of where we will end up. We wanna get the best seed. And I think they were in the seventh wild card seed and they were maybe comfortable at that point, but they were still in a in a push for it. And after I heard that, I thought to myself, what on earth? Why would he say that? As a player, if your coach ever says that, it's just talk about bulletin board material for the other three or four teams that are trying to catch you. When a coach comes out and says, hey, you know what, we're going to make playoffs. I get if you're confident. It's one thing for Ovechkin to say, I'm going to win the cup, I'm going to win the cup. That's one thing when you're sitting in first place. Everybody would say they're going to win the cup. That's a no-brainer. It's another thing to say, oh, yeah, we definitely will make the playoffs when you're fighting tooth and nail for that last playoff spot, especially when a lot of their games are coming against the teams that they're fighting for that last playoff spot Spot with. the Colorado, They just lost to Colorado last night, which is a huge game. So it, I just think that's interesting. There's four or five teams going for that last eighth spot, and for the coach to step up and say that, not a good move. Personally, I used to play for Minnesota. That was my first team. I don't think they'll make the playoffs. There's five, was it Colorado, Arizona, Minnesota, Chicago, Vancouver with an outside chance. The two teams that I think will... Probably get that one spot that are going to, I think, Colorado and I honestly like Chicago. They are coming on strong. They're trying to, they're finally finding their game. Their defense has been playing a lot better these days. And with the veteran core that they have, like Dunk, Duncan and Brent, and I should, I should say Keith and Seabrook and Taves and Kane, those guys know how to win. They know what it's like in the last 5 6 games of the year how how important they are and they they don't get rattled in those situations. So I would love to see Chicago in the playoffs. I would love to see them play who's in first in the west right now? Um Washington or no Winnipeg or somebody. I would love to see that matchup of a first team first overall seed trying to play them in a wild card spot. That would be a team I would not be anywhere near if I was a first or second seed to play the, one of those guys in the wild card. That would be terrible to know I'm going up against a guy who's won three Stanley Cups and a couple gold medals and MVPs and having Corey Crawford back and he's standing on his head no thanks I was in Chicago when we were in eighth seed and we played Vancouver in the first round and they took us they beat one of the first three games we came back and won the next three and we played the game seven in San or in um excuse me Vancouver and I tell you what that was one of the most exciting games I've ever been a part of but Nobody wanted to play us with us being an eighth seed. And there was guys on Vancouver who told me, they were saying, we were hoping you're either going to get seventh or out of the playoffs because nobody wanted to play you. It was just like the one team that nobody wanted to touch. And I think Chicago still has that same vibe just because the core is still there. They have those four or five guys who have been there forever and they know how to win. So anyways, I think I hope Chicago makes it. It's just good for the league. It's good for the playoff system to have a big market team there. And I would also like to see Colorado. I think they're an exciting young team. I've always liked that group with uh, Landis Gog and McKinnon and those guys. I think they can really, you know, throw the puck around, and they'd be interesting to see in the playoffs. But in the east, it's a two-man race for the eighth seed. It's Colorado – or excuse me, it's um, Montreal and Columbus. And what a debacle Columbus has turned into with the – Should we stay or should we go at the trade deadline? What are we going to do? Are we going to sell everyone or are we going to go for it? I told them to sell everyone, get rid of Panarin, get rid of Bobrovsky. I was super excited that they went for it, but what has happened since then? I think they've won one or two of the last five or six, and now they're in the ninth seed. Montreal's got the eighth seed. There is eight games to go, and Columbus is trending in the wrong direction. Montreal is – they win three out of five. They're going to make the playoffs because Columbus is not – playing the way they should be playing. and I don't know if it's a a symptom of the coach just not doing what he should do or what's happening there, but I tell you what, it's not looking good. And for a, a team, when your best player and your best goalie say they don't want to be there anymore, they're leaving at the end of the season, it almost makes you think mentally what those guys, if they're really, if it's game 81, they have to win that game and Panarin's in the shot lane, is he going to block that shot knowing he's leaving Columbus the next year and he's going to be a free agent? I don't know if he's going to get in that lane to block that shot or take a hit to get the puck out or do the hard thing it's going to take to win that game because he's he's gone. He's already told the management. He's already told everybody. He's 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 off to greener pastures next year. And Same with Bobrovsky. Do you think he's going to prepare for the game like he should prepare? Whereas if he had a seven-year contract in place? I don't think so. He's already gone as well. Their two best players aren't invested in that team. And it's just interesting. I know they went all in, but it's just if they don't make it, it's going to be... It's devastating for them. They have five or six high-flight guys who are UFAs, and that team will get blown up so fast. And it's sad because they got they have a really talented team, and I just don't think mentally the top guys are in it. They're, they've are they already booked their plane trip. trip. They're, the Russians are going back to Russia. The Swedes are going back to Sweden. The Canadians are going home. I, I Just the way they've been playing, they're not playing with any kind of urgency. They're not playing with any kind of passion. They're not playing playoff hockey. In the last two weeks of the season – that's playoff hockey the canadians are you can tell they lost the game earlier this week and gallagher jumped all over the team he said listen let's go Shaw stepped and said stepped up instead of the guys let's go you know this is this is where men make the playoffs this isn't for little boys this is how we play hockey this is what we get paid to play this is like what we play for the last two weeks of the season this is go time this is why we're professionals and it's just funny i don't think columbus has that in the locker room i think montreal has that with spades i, I like weber so I think Montreal making as much as I like have an issue with Montreal with how my career ended. I want them to get in. I think they deserve to get in. Columbus just doesn't have the makeup right now. Unless they switched around last week, you never know. Totorella can do that. He's got the attitude, but right now it looks like Montreal is going to take, take it home. So anyways, the girls are shaking their heads. They don't know what I'm talking about. And, um, I'm going to put another log in the fire, put these two down, and maybe play a game of cards or something. What do you think, girls? You
2: will never give me back to me. I'll be like, I'll give them what it's
0: been. All right, Gabrielle is very tired. She's no. talking gibberish right now. Makeup on boys. Putting makeup on boys? I don't know what they're talking about. They've attached to a word i said the makeup of a team maybe i don't know
2: but anyways all right that's enough gabriella
0: we're not swatting anybody all right well goodbye from norway say goodbye girls all right we'll talk to you soon wish wish me luck everybody i'll talk
1: to you later guys thanks for listening make sure you're following the show on twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights behind the scenes content sneak peeks and giveaways check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts hats hoodies and so much more and please please leave a review on apple Podcasts. it's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love thanks and see you next time